The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the Iran Brook Show, and you're listening to the Blaze Radio Network. Look, I mean, it's easy to just dismiss flood insurance, but I think it's interesting to look at the history and, and look at what it actually does and how damaging, how destructive, how stupid this policy really is. It, I mean, at the end of the day, this is massive redistribution of wealth, but it's, it's, it's redistribution of wealth in, in kind of weird directions, and it provides very bad incentives, and, and, and uh, that's what I want to talk about. So uh, the federal, uh, the federal uh, flood insurance program was established in 1968. It turns out that in the 1960s, there were a lot of floods. And, um, and it turned out that a lot of people were flooded in the Midwest and in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Gulf uh, area did not have insurance, uh, because they did not buy pi- private insurance. And in some cases, because private insurance was not available to them. And at this point, what you saw on television or what you heard in stories is people whose lives have been devastated, whose property had been destroyed by floods, by rain, by, by, you know, through flooding. And they had no recourse. There was no FEMA in those days. There was no, there was no uh, flood insurance uh, granted by the federal government. There was only private insurance. And many of the people just didn't have that private insurance, whether it's because they didn't buy it or in many cases, because it just wasn't available because no private insurance companies would insure them. Why? Why wouldn't an insurance company insure somebody? Well, maybe because the risk was too high. Maybe because the risk was too high. And part of the problem with insurance is, with with flood insurance, is that the risk is geographically concentrated. So to really um, <clears throat> do flood insurance in a private sector properly, you need to be able to do it across state lines in a variety of different geographies. There are regulations that make this difficult, but it just is difficult, Right. Because people who want flood insurance are people who live in flood plains, who people people who are exposed to flood risk. I I don't buy flood insurance in California where I live because you know I I need fire insurance, I need earthquake insurance, I need maybe mudslide insurance, but I don't need flood insurance because I'm not going to flood. But people where they are going to flood are all going to want it at the same time, and it's going to be a certain concentration of them, and you need some good diversification needs some modeling. Also, if you flood all the time, I can't give you insurance. Insurance is not for something that happens every day or, or, or once a year. Insurance is, come, is something for things that are unusual, extraordinary. So instead of saying, huh, if private markets don't provide insurance here, maybe it's because people shouldn't live here because the risks are too high. Instead of that, what government decided and what I'm sure at the time the press and uh, academics said, no, no, this is market failure. What, why, did, why is it market failure? This is typical of how they use market failure. There's a need. People need insurance and the market's not providing the need. And therefore, it's a failure of the market. Yeah, there's a need, but it's an irrational need because the risk is too high. And that's why the market's not providing it, and nobody should provide it. And if somebody wants to live there, let them bear the risk. Let them suffer the consequences. But you see, we can't do that. You just can't do that. You can't say to somebody 
bear the risk, suffer the consequences. Not in a world in which altruism, a morality that says that I'm our responsibility is to take care of our brothers and sisters and, and neighbors and all Americans, really globally, every human being on the planet, you should take care of. A morality like that says, no, no, you, you, you need to protect them. You need to take care of them. And if they're not going to move, you can't tell them to move. It's their life. Who are you to tell somebody to move? And they're going to suffer. Then you need to remedy the suffering. And, and the way to remedy the suffering is to have the federal government step in and to tax us to take our money and so that these people can have it when they suffer.